times. Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint, left, G, U, corner, half back, flat, on two, ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Good morning, Brock. How are you now? Oh, good morning, Paulie. You two looking beautiful watching you guys on the live stream. Hey, what's up, Brock? <laughs> looking at my hippie, Danny. That's right. Woo, look at that. Look at that. You look like a hippie. I love it. I love it. Doing, oh, doing look great. look at that shag. Yeah, ready to put on a show. Ready to put on Let's a show go. today. What do you think of public shaming? Somebody that you saw the popcorn get thrown on Westbrook yesterday? What should I, happen to that fan? I, I did. Well, first of all, did Westbrook look healthy, like jumping back, trying to react to that guy, or was it just me? Yeah. Did all of a sudden, did he have just a, a jolt of adrenaline? He's limping, like, oh, oh, the pain, like Paul Gallant's wrist brace. Whoa. And oh! then all of a sudden, and then. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he's like underneath the stands, and they dump a little popcorn in the slit, and he jumps out like he's fine. Yeah, he just, that's he true. Just Fair point. He's just hopping out, running. And heck, he'd have ran up the stairs and then, and then remembered like, oh, that's right, my ankle hurts. So Rage guy, can help you get through, it does. I think, very difficult it does. things. There's no question, and that guy is always on 10. He's always enraged. He's inflamed. He's looking for a fight all the time. Uh, that said, that fan should be done, and you can't do that, and and you should be banned from the rest of the playoffs, and then maybe pay a substantial fine to a charity of Russell Westbrook's choice next year. Ooh, that's realize, a decent. I'm idea. an idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's a decent idea. Pay pay to the pay to his charity. That that's yes. a, that's probably. I still like the shaming. I still like the shaming, man. I'll, I'll admit it. Speaking of things that are inflaming, Jake Heaps was inflamed by the rankings put together by Michael (laughs) Robinson of the NFL Network. His top five quarterback list, Brock, was as follows. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. That makes sense. But then Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford as his best five quarterbacks as based off of his expectations (laughs) for this coming season. I don't think it's based off of of, of the past year, and there needs to be a little bit of context. But why do you think Michael Robinson's done what seems to be a public heel turn on Russell Wilson, even though he is saying otherwise on Twitter. Well, if he frames it in the context of, hey, it's only about you know what I'm foreshadowing for this yeah. season and I'm not buying uh, the, the system change and, and they're still thin at wide receiver. It's still the most difficult division in football. You still got to block Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt and Floyd and, and Aaron Donald and Bosa and Crew and San Fran. Okay, but even at that, it's ludicrous to not put Russell in the top five. It's ludicrous to put Dak Prescott coming off of a incredible threatening injury. It's ludicrous putting Matt Stafford in that spot, as, as we talked about. And, and I think you even, Paul, hinted at earlier in the week. How many times has the guy actually lifted the team and put him on his shoulders? I mean, ludicrous in both of those cases. So really anything outside of four is, is probably nuts. And I think Mike Robb just trying to be a little cute and outside the box. Mike Robb's not a hater, though. He's not nope. a Russ hater. No, nope, nope. Just not a believer. Just not a buyer in this system. Not a buyer in in the wide receiver crew and the second round pick. Eskridge got to come in here and be a difference maker for him. And then, as I said, I think he is a former fullback who understood what the line of scrimmage is all about. Yeah is projecting and looking at the line of scrimmage more than anything else. Do you think they're going to be better at the line? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the system is going to be easier for him. Okay. I think some of the depth of tight end will be easier. I think the speed of, of Eskridge will help. I think bringing back Chris Carson is an enormous, enormous help. I think having Rashad Penny in a contract year, his career totally backed up against the wall, is an enormous help. So, yeah, I think they'll be better than last year for all of those reasons. And further experience of Russ and, and Lockett and DK, who, by the way, is also in a contract year. I think all of those things are good things. Question two. You ready for a loaded question, Brock? This yeah, is I, loaded. Yeah, and then I got a I got a number for you. I got like a th- question three B. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, on a, a college football question that I'm going to lob your two way. So are, yes, I think I'm ready. Are Seahawks fans the most sensitive in the NFL? No. Ooh, really? Oh no. Really? Jets. Oh, Jets fans. Oh no, Jets fans take that like they accept being the butt of or the bum of jokes. Arizona fans, Danny, are you kidding me? What are, what is Arizona? Are they the Red Sea or are they the Basinites? Or are they now the Valley? They're the Valley is is John Gamadoro's putting up Phoenix Suns flags all over the hotels where there's Lakers fans visiting. No way, Arizona fans way more insecure, are, way more. But just leaving Russell out of a list of the top five quarterbacks estimated for next year, twenty twenty one, has 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 made Michael Robinson someone we love, someone who's he's getting. <laughs> He's getting yelled at on Twitter by the 12s. That'd be better. Be better, Mike Rod. <laughs> going to call out, you know, the Seahawks fans are going to call out stupid. So you got to be better than that. There's they're, two- no- they're knowledgeable. They're pretty darn intense. Sure, they can be sensitive. But, yeah, you – and I think most analysts and guests over the years, Danny, of the last, what, 12, 13 years as we've been a, a station and, and 12 years, I guess, and I think most of the guys that – that have come on the air and, and said something either on our radio station or whatever, all say the same thing. Like, man, those those folks galvanize out there. Hey, you really asked Deion Sanders. Like, you really, you better not say something stupid or, yeah, the 12s are going to come after you. I've had Michael Irvin tell me, no, thank you. I, yes. I don't want to hear from Seahawks fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Michael Irvin. But I was like, I, and I asked him, I was like, would you mind coming on? He's like, I, I had no problem coming on with you, but I'm not, I, I don't want any part of what Seahawks fans do. So I was like, okay, yes. I, I, get, I guess, congrats, guys. <laughs> like you've actually intimidated analysts for other teams and, and from other, other areas. So sensitive, was that how you framed it? Yes. Are they the most sensitive? Are they the most sensitive? No, I think they could be the most infuriated. I think they <laughs> took a page right out of Richard and Doug's and all of their book of, Putting that chip on. Sometimes you got to create it. Don't you ever talking about the best? Well, shut up for you real quick. Who, who's talking about you? <laughs> Who was talking about you? <laughs> One of the great lines ever. <laughs> Aaron Andrews. Who's talking about you, Richard? <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I think you're missing on two of them. I I, I love that whole uh, uh, soundbite, but there are two, and they're both in the AFC East. One of which thinks the entire world hates them and doesn't understand why, even though it's because they win all the time. That's Patriots fans. Then the other one, which is an underrated one, they feel consistently disrespected. They feel as if their quarterback is constantly under siege. Buffalo Bills fans. The mafia. I think they are very sensitive. No kidding. Yeah. I think any slight I just thought they were dumb because they keep falling through tables that they set on fire. (laughs) Well, they're not sensitive physically, clearly. (laughs) But mentally, it seems that they are a little bit fragile when it comes to any sort of slights against their quarterback, Josh Allen. Of the 32 NFL teams, where would they rank on a sensitivity scale, though, with some of the great college programs? Oh. Not that, would they even get into the 
Top ten. Roll dang tide, Brock. I, I, I would no. They no. wouldn't. No. Call it. College fans are insufferable. Like, they are horrid. And I'll include Washington's fan base can be just as bad as any of them. Yep. Not worse, not as bad as Oregon. Right. Uh, Ohio State's are pretty annoying. Dude, all, Florida State? Florida State's horrendous. Yeah, but they they don't matter anymore, so. They're, they're still awful. I think, I yes, they are toxic. I think Tennessee, considering yes. Tennessee does not matter yeah. and hasn't mattered in forever, and every year you hear how Tennessee's back and they all get so excited, I think Tennessee's got some pretty bad ones, if, too, if in Al- terms of that. If Alabama had the internet, they would be awful. <laughs> like, the fact that they don't have computers is the only saving grace that keeps Alabama from being absolutely insufferable. Question three. Let's get it. <laughs> Pete Carroll weighed in on Shane Waldron's offense on the Rich Eisen show, and I'm curious as to what you think Pete meant here when talking about what to expect out of this offense. So that's what we're really excited about Shane bringing in is is the mentality of how to make things really sharp and really precise and really clean and, and, and varied as well, uh, and then adapt it to our people and, and our QB and, and all of that. And we're having a blast. I mean, I'm having so much fun because I'm, I feel like I'm more connected to the heart of wh- where it all comes from. And, and Shane doesn't even know. I mean, he, he's such a young guy. I mean, he, he knows who Mike Shanahan is, but he has never really – you know, have the direct influence as much as, as a lot of guys, but it's really exciting for me, and I, I love I love tapping into it because I've been a student of it for a long time. There's one word in particular there, Brock, in that cut, the word varied. Yep. What do you think he means by a varied offense? Well, I think he marries it with a, a few other ones there that were right before that, and that is sharp and precise. And a varied offense is one, it is this whole illusion of complexity that we've talked about a lot. And every time the Seahawks have played the Rams or Shanahan or what have you, right, they are going to try to be sharp and precise in all their formations and movements and adjustments and pre-snap movements and all of those things. So you feel like you're on your heels where you're, you know, you just don't know what's coming at you, but they do, and they've repped it so many times they can be sharp and precise. So to a defense, it looks incredibly varied, incredibly complex. I don't know where this is going to come. I don't know how they're going to hit me. Is this, is this going to be the screen? Is this going to be the jet sweep? Is this going to be the, the outside zone? Is, oh, is it going to be the play action? Oh, here comes Russell coming up off of that. So varied, I think, Paul, in that degree, sharp and precise in that here's the plays. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have these down to a T. And here's all the window dressing before those plays to create that varied and confusing look for you defensively. All right, Brock, what's your 3B? I was looking at some numbers, Danny, some over-unders heading into the college football season. I think we're like 90 days away. Yep. Over-under of wins. Let's see. There are in the Pac-12, the high water mark is what? Which team has and or teams has the high water over under win total mark? Oregon should have the high. Okay. And Oregon th- is one of four. Tied at nine. Really? U- Utah is at eight and a half. Who are the other three tied at nine? USC. USC. Ding, ding, ding. Stanford? Nope. I'll get to them in a second. Arizona State. Arizona State. Ding, ding, ding. And you got one more. Your beloved. 
They're, they did put Washington there? They put Cougs? Washington. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. They yeah. Put Washington I'd like to hear it. I thought I would have. I, 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 I thought you were asking because you were going to get me mad because nope. Washington wasn't there. Woo! Danny, University of Arizona is at the bottom of the 12 at two and a half. Number 11 on that list. Cougs. Stanford. Really? Yeah, back off. How about those apples? Wow. Yes. Stanford oh, had three and a half wins. I'd take over all day long. Oh, that. my gosh. That's easy money. David Shaw, 90 and 36 yeah. in 10 years. David That's... Shaw has been to three Rose Bowls. Granted, since his last one with McCaffrey, 10 and 3, 9 and 5, 9 and 4, the horrendous 4 and 8 injury riddled season, one of those four wins against Washington. Yeah. Last year, even 4 and 2. Three and a half for the Stanford Cardinal. What? What? What is going on in Vegas? Your Kooks, Paul, by the way, six. That's right. Which, which I think is a fair number. Yeah. You know, I think that's a fair number. He's recruited. Rolovich is con- recruited toward his offense. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to see. He's recruited guys that fit what. Curious what's going to happen at quarterback, though. Yeah. Yeah, but he's Tomorrow. he's got an eye toward what he's going to. I would take the over on Stanford. Uh, let me say this. Washington has to beat Stanford this year. Oh, my gosh. Washington has to beat Stanford. If Jimmy Lake is going to do the run the darn ball thing and we're going to be tough, you can't get beat up by the nerds anymore. Yep. Like, the nerds have punished Washington. Just out. And if if Washington's going to be, we're going to hire John Donovan, and we're going to run with a fullback, and we're going to throw the tie. Beat the nerds. Just get Beat out. the nerds. Get out to a better start. I mean, right? Beat that. the nerds. I don't care. Beat the nerds. Am I wrong? That's a good T-shirt, Danny. Yeah, I think that fits. I think that you could sell it like the Boz used to sell. Print them out and sell them. Sell them himself. They Beat just, the nerds. They just punked well, us. Yes, nerds twice. don't procrastinate. Yeah. It's a latest showing. Beat the nerds. Brock, we love you, man. Love you, too. Love the hairdo. Keep it rocking. You kind of <laughs> do look like a uh, hippie slash, I don't know, you, you made fun of Alabama earlier. But I could see you down there sipping some uh, some sweet tea, driving around down like south my tea on the plains. Yeah, I could see your hair flowing in the truck. Yeah, the rocking chair on the front I porch. I, yeah. I, I, would, I would have a tractor. That's there what I would go. use to mow my lawn. I would use a tractor to mow my lawn. John Deere. Have a great weekend and Memorial Day. We'll chat. Sounds good. We'll talk okay, to you on boys. Tuesday. Hammy. That is Brock Heward. Joins us on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays.